the property pod. 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 pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hi there and welcome to the property pod south africa's premier property investor podcast my name is Suren Naidu, and on this show, we gain insider insights from leading execs, analysts, developers, and entrepreneurs in South Africa's expansive property industry. Our guest on this week's podcast is Miles Kritzinger, CEO of the newly established South African Multifamily Residential Rental Association, or SAMRA for short. The multifamily housing or multifamily residential market is a subsector in the property market globally. And Miles is going to tell us more about this as well as the new association he adds. Welcome to the Property Pod, Miles. Great, Srem. Thank you so much for having me. What exactly is Samra? Why was it established? And uh, is it part perhaps of uh, other umbrella organizations in the property sector? Great. So SAMRA is actually an independent association. It was established towards the latter half of last year, where a few large landlords came together and said that they wanted better representation across the multifamily residential rental asset class in South Africa. So the purpose of the association is to actually better or further institutionalize multifamily in South Africa. And I suppose what that means to some extent is educate both the broader market and specifically the investor market as to what multifamily actually offers and specifically in the South African context. What's probably important to do is to just unpack exactly what multifamily means. Um, It is commonly an internationally used term. And I suppose where we've adopted it is to try and align two international terminologies. So specifically to terminology that's used in the US and Australia and to a lesser degree in Europe. But what it actually entails is these large-scale housing estates or developments that are single landlord owned, um, but that do consist of multiple apartments. And when you look at it at a global context, those sorts of schemes do attract institutional investment and significant investment. And I suppose that ties up nicely with what our whole aim and objective is as an association. When you look at the asset class specifically, um, I think what's also important to outline is what does multifamily family residential actually offer and, and what is it characterized by? And it's more of a low-risk cashback investment that offers consistent sustainable return or inflation-linked return, but at the moment in a South African market only makes up a small fraction of the South African property market. So to kind of answer your question or or to take a step back, yes, we are a property association. Yes, we are specific to residential. We are independent from the other bodies and organizations within the property sector. But as a group, we believe that it was important that because um, residential still represents such a small fraction of the market that we do stand alone for now and have our own voice 
but align to those other bodies in terms of what their philosophies and what their mandates are. Just for clarity, that residential being a small part, you mean specifically around investment as an investment class, not necessarily as an overall market, because there are lots of players in the residential market, but it might not be as organized as the multifamily concept in the US in particular. Exactly. And this is a platform to help formalize it and help better organize it, I suppose. So to reference numbers in South Africa, it makes up about two to three percent of that investor market. When broader or or global markets, it actually makes up anywhere between 20 to 30 percent of that institutional investor market in terms of the property sector. Miles, you've been involved in the industry for several years. You are still CEO of Transend Residential Property Fund, which was, uh, I think, last year taken over and delisted when Emira Property Fund acquired it. How did you become involved in SAMRA or the establishment of the association? Perhaps you want to share some history in the subsector, as it were, because you have been a key player in the different roles. Yes, so, so I don't know if it's the short straw or the long straw, <laughs> but but there was there was a straw nonetheless. And I suppose with any of these initiatives, every sort of initiative needs a jockey and needs someone to to look to drive it. I think the important point up front is that um, I remain as CEO of Transcend, and Transcend is carrying on business as usual, albeit that the entity has delisted, and we now operate as a fully owned or wholly owned subsidiary of Amira. But in terms of of how I fell into the position is SAMRA consists of 13 members, which we call founding members. And as I mentioned, those are large um, residential landlords or or operators that represent about 40 billion rands worth of asset value or just over 75,000 odd um, units. And I think everyone shared a similar story in the sense that We were all trying to achieve the same things, but felt that we were kind of swimming upstream individually and fighting the same fights when it came to capital allocations and operational challenges or issues. Um, Where I was earmarked and potentially um, flagged as a candidate was that I've got 10 years in the residential property space. I come from the IHS groups, so International Housing Solutions, where I initially started Geez, what's already now back in 2013-14, so it feels like a very long, long time ago, and transitioned into um, the listed space when I took over as financial director of Transcend about six or so years ago, and then more recently, three years ago, took over as a CEO. So I think when we looked at it as a group, and again, coming back to the objective of further institutionalizing this asset class, the group felt that I was well positioned in terms of talking to the institutional market, understanding the requirements and the needs in terms of, I suppose, growing uh, multifamily in a South African context. But having said that, um, I suppose the big benefit with all of these things is that you've got access to great people um, and experienced people in that group. So as I've mentioned and referenced, um, it is a fairly decent um, member base and people and um, I suppose brains that have been in both the listed and unlisted space in the broader property market and specific to residential and who offer me a lot of support in, in, in terms of rolling out this initiative. 
Thanks for that, Miles. The so-called multifamily residential sector, as I mentioned in my intro, is becoming a quite a global thing. It's quite uh, well established in the U.S., but it is trending globally. You talked about Australia talking about it. Now, increasingly more South African companies are talking about it. In the U.S., for example, you even have like a, quite a few multifamily writs. As I mentioned, more and more local property professionals are talking about it in South Africa. Besides yourself, in previous conversations and articles we've had with the, the founders of Africa's property and the likes of diversity, which is partly backed by Atterbury, as well as some analysts are increasingly talking about multifamily. You did share quite a bit, but can you give us a little bit more insight about its potential for growth in in South Africa, for example, because it's certainly, as you mentioned, it's a small percentage currently in terms of an investment class. Yeah, so when looking at what multifamily is and then also what it offers, you've got to draw that into relief and context of the South African property market. And when looking at residential and more specifically the broader affordable housing market. And and I suppose what is required there is that that housing market has been terribly underserviced over the history of South Africa. As I mentioned earlier, it makes up only about 2 to 3% of the formal property sector in terms of investment. But in South Africa, the demand for quality um, residential housing is far, far overweight when it comes to the supply of that housing. And when looking at what it provides habitants with, it's obviously providing tenants, homeowners, or whoever else are looking to transition into that growing low to middle income class with access to amenity, to social need that they previously haven't actually had access to. And um, I suppose as an investment class, but also as a social need requirement, um, there's huge, huge runway um, within South Africa and also looking outside of South Africa's borders um, into Africa as well. So I think as an alternative investment class, it is definitely forefront of, of a lot of people's minds at the moment. You know, I've, I've kind of pulled into relief and into comparison what it means from a South African standpoint versus a, a global market. But I think capital allocators are also wanting to see investment specifically into this asset class because, as I said, it, it provides with provides investors with low-risk return and sustainable, consistent return, but also ticks a huge impact social requirements investment philosophy as well. Well, that uh, social aspect, uh, you getting the likes, like student accommodation, you're getting the likes of even the DFIs, not just locally, but globally, the likes of the World Bank and other units looking at financing sustainable housing, as it were. Do you expect uh, to see specialist multifamily writs listed locally? Um, one could argue that Transcend is a multifamily writ, or am I incorrect on that? No, so so, so Transcend was definitely a, a multifamily listed entity and, and platform. As I mentioned, we've gone through the delisting, and, and I think fully as everyone knows. But uh, when looking at specialization within the listed space in the REIT market, I think there is definitely opportunity for it. There have been some good stories with the likes of not only Transcend, but when looking at storage and some of the industrial counters where specialization, I think, is rewarded. Um, when 
I think talking about the listed property sector in South Africa, everyone's fully aware of uh, what's been probably a difficult patch over the last five to seven years in the listed space and listed property specifically. But having said that, I do think that specialization plays an important part. Um, It's just whether, again, those counters at a point in time might offer the size, the scale and liquidity that I think institutional investors obviously look to when investing into listed counters or into to listed stocks. And I think when looking at this platform specifically, um, those sorts of opportunities for consolidation um, potentially do exist. So um, to answer your question, definitely so. I think having owner operators and managers who stick to their knitting, who know exactly what it is that they're looking after and the dynamics that are required in terms of managing those portfolios are key in terms of performance and and success. But at a point in time, whether it makes sense to list, I think what it will largely come down to is size and scale and liquidity. And then when looking at the multifamily residential asset class, as I've mentioned earlier, I think that there's huge runway there and huge scope and opportunity to actually grow out a listed counter that that offers multifamily specifically. Miles, you have been involved with, the, as you mentioned, International Housing Solutions, which was some sort of a precursor to Transcend several years back. But I see the broader IHS group has a presence in several African countries. So clearly there's potential for growth in of multifamily residential in the rest of the continent, not just South Africa, especially considering urbanization and growth of cities, and you talked about lack of housing. Do you have some insight or comments around that? Yeah, so, so I mean, I think in Africa, we all experience similar challenges, but also similar opportunities, um, especially around the housing market. Um, when talking to IHS, um, they obviously started with the South African footprint. They then expanded into sub-Saharan Africa, being Namibia and Botswana, um, and I think they've been hugely successful um, in terms of delivering housing to those markets. They've delivered close to about 50,000 homes over just over a decade of being in the residential affordable housing space. But their key to success is very much around having a well-managed and um, well-operated outfit. And I think when looking at the successful multifamily as well, it comes down to the management team and especially the property management team that will look after um, those sorts of portfolios. IHS has, I know, more recently expanded into East Africa, so specific to Kenya and to Nairobi um, with a rental property fund. And, you know, I think as time goes, uh, more opportunities like that will will definitely open up. So, The answer is definitely yes. Um, I think Africa, as a challenge, has a housing deficit and has a a housing demand. And I think there's massive opportunity to deliver, as I mentioned earlier, quality um, housing opportunities to the broader African market. What will be your your main priorities going forward for SEMRA over the next few years? So I think first and foremost, um, priority number one for me is to carry on uh, work at, at Transcend and, you know, keep driving good business performance there and especially rolling up into a mirror to keep delivering on on good results. Um, I think when being part of an association like SAMRA, where I can obviously support and help the growth of the story of multifamily and the asset class in the South African context, um, I think I'm very glad and, and happy to be a part of that. 
as an association, um, the big thing at the moment is to get the message out there and to get the story around multifamily to the market where it's a credible um, message and I think a better understood one in terms of what residential offers um, from a rental standpoint. I think there has largely been a misconception around the risks of multifamily residential um, where the experiences of COVID um, and as you mentioned, a few of the players that operate in the space have demonstrated that multifamily is actually a low risk credit diversified investment opportunity. What we will be looking to do in the months to come is definitely to look to roadshow our association um, and its members and what the broader asset class has to offer. And that roadshow would look to be supplemented with a research document um, that the association has commissioned um, through MSCI and through the Center for Affordable Housing Finance um, that would then be published to the market so that I think institutional investors can understand exactly what it is that multifamily offers and delivers on in terms of performance. So that will be very much in the short term is get the message out there, educate the market, sit down with the investor market and effectively talk through exactly what it is that we do as an asset class. Well, it will be interesting to hear how things transpire. Miles, thank you so much for your time. That was Miles Kritzinger, CEO of the SA Multifamily Residential Rental Association, or SAMRA. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod.